Welcome back to another edition of the Detroit Sports Betters podcast. I am Matt Koalas from Detroit Sports Betters, and we are now in week 15 of the NFL season. In week 14, we're coming off an average 2-2 two and two finish, but if week 14 of the NFL season showed us anything, it's how different this season has truly been. Much of this being because of COVID and COVID health and safety protocols, but going forward, I send caution in placing early bets. Last week, we definitely saw what one player being out with COVID can do to a spread or numerous players being out due to COVID. So again, I just send caution and me personally, I am going to wait till later on in the week to place my bets. And this isn't just the NFL. This is across sports industries as a whole. But before getting into week 15 picks and plays and recapping last week, have to shout out our newest partner in prize picks DFS. Detroit Sports Betters and Prize Picks DFS are officially partnered for the duration of the 2022 season, and obviously we are hoping to partner even longer after that. Anytime we have a partnership like this, it is truly because of the DSB community, and I cannot thank you guys enough. As a team, we're already talking about specific promotions, free bets, and more, and we cannot wait to offer you those going forward. So, Please make sure you don't miss out on any of the prize picks action going forward and use that code DSB when you sign up. Because when you use that code DSB, you get a 100% money match of up to $100. Again, that is code DSB when you sign up. And with prize picks DFS, I, you guys have heard me talk about this, your money goes way further because they have different payout options. You can do the all or nothing traditional payout option like DraftKings, FanDuel, whoever it may be, or you can do the flex payout option where if you miss one play, you still double your money. If you miss two, you still get some money back. So again, your money goes way further. And lastly, of course, got to shout out the community one more time because I really do appreciate you guys posting the prize picks on the plays or on the Facebook page, on Twitter, whatever it may be. You know, I, I really do uh, appreciate it and I'm very happy everyone is enjoying it. But getting into week 15, and I actually wanted to start off with some future plays that I like. Um, it's getting to that time of the year where you need to start looking at futures because for some teams, playoff time is now. Okay, while some teams are securing top seeds, there are other live dogs that are in the playoffs basically starting this week, and they need to keep winning to get into the playoffs. And me personally, I generally like to side with the hottest teams entering the playoffs, and sometimes I don't even go off of record. Okay, but Getting into that, the top teams currently are the Tampa Bay Bucks plus 500, who got to admit, this is my favorite team as well. They are just so well-rounded and ex extremely dangerous. You know, their, their weakest point as a team is definitely their secondary still. But with that being said, they still have Jason Pierre-Paul and they have Shaq Barrett coming off the edge. And one of the most, I would even say potentially the most important thing in the playoffs is getting to the quarterback, getting him off his spot. When you have a team that can rush the quarterback, you can make up for a lot of other issues within that defense. So again, the Tampa Bay Bucks, you know, what do they do best? They score points. They have a crazy good receiving core. Leonard Fournette is having an amazing year. So they get you down, okay? And then they get you in situations well, essentially passing situations so they know what you're going to do and then Shaq Barrett Jason Pierre-Paul can pin their ears back and they can go and rush the quarterback that makes for an extremely dangerous team 
Tom Brady, obviously never bet against Tom. I learned that the hard way last year. So still, the Tampa Bay Bucks are my favorite team to win the Super Bowl. After the Tampa Bay Bucks, we have the Kansas City Chiefs at plus 550. I personally would not be betting the Kansas City Chiefs. I think they have holes still, you know. Uh, they're relying on that defense a lot right now. And I still don't think that defense is that good. I'm sorry. They're not that deep. If Chris Jones were to go down or someone along those lines, it would be catastrophic to that defense. So I do think they're very thin and I'm not buying in on that plus 550. I don't think Patty Mahomes is playing good enough football currently. And Tyreek Hill is not playing like he has in years past, you know, and I think that's more of a Mahomes and the offense as a whole, but still at plus 550, that's not something I'm going to side with. This was a team, the third place team was a team that I actually bet at the beginning of the season, and that is the Green Bay Packers. They are at plus 650. And, you know, anytime you have a quarterback like Tom Brady, like Aaron Rodgers, you know, you have Devontae Adams, you have Aaron Jones, that defense is playing very, very well. So again, Green Bay Packers are always a pretty good team to side with. Uh, I think it's obviously going to be the Bucs or the Packers coming out of the NFC this year. So I don't know. I still do like the Green Bay Packers. My top two are Bucks and Packers. So uh, if you were to place anything, though, with one of the high favorites, I would just roll with the Bucks. Honestly, they are, again, they're the most well-rounded team. They have the most weapons. They have the most experience. They have probably one of the better defenses at the top. So again, I'd go with the Bucks. Now, covering around some, some middle teams, like some plus 1,000 um, odds. Okay. We had, we're going to start off with the LA Rams because again, this was another team that I took early on in the preseason at plus 1700. Now they're at plus 1100. Okay. And we've seen this team beat the Bucks. You know, they beat the Bucks, they beat the Cardinals, but they've also had some very bad losses. Okay. So this is one of those, one of those teams where if they can get it together at the right time, they can be a very, very tough out. And I would assume not many teams would want to play them. You know, when you have Cooper Cup, you have OBJ, you have Matt Stafford back there, uh, Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, Jalen Ramsey, like potentially the most talented team in football. But one thing that this all comes down to is what Matt Stafford are we going to get? Is it going to be the Matt Stafford that looks like a rookie or the Matt Stafford that looks like he belongs in the Hall of Fame? You know, and we haven't been able to see a ton of Matt Stafford in the playoffs. So there there's not a ton to go off of. So with the Rams here, I, I understand why they're at plus 1100. And I think a lot of that plus 1100 does come down to Stafford, but still good odds there for an incredibly talented team. That is, I mean, I already have the Rams, so I won't be doing it again, but I could definitely understand if you went there. Moving on, we have the Dallas Cowboys at plus 1,300. Again, I think that is pretty good odds for the Dallas Cowboys. Yes, the Dallas Cowboys are the Dallas Cowboys. I understand that. But they're finally getting back their, their whole offense and essentially their whole team. You know, for weeks, they have been missing key pieces like C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper. They're all coming back. They're going to be able to gel. And it's kind of the perfect timing, too, with three games left. They can try and hit their stride going into the playoffs. And in addition to that, this Cowboys defense has truly become one of the more dangerous defenses in all of football. And the name really behind that defense right now is Micah Parsons. This rookie is an absolute force coming off the edge. He's good in coverage. He's good in run support. The dude really does everything. And now they have Demarcus Lawrence coming back, who is key coming off the edge. And I'm telling you guys, Demarcus Lawrence on one side, Micah Parsons on the other, and then Trayvon Diggs hovering around almost as a rover corner at times. 
it's a very dangerous situation for opposing teams. Once again, I don't think many teams would want to play the Cowboys. And at plus 1,300, those are some pretty good odds. And like I said with the Rams, this also comes down to Dak. And another thing with the Cowboys is they haven't been able to run the football like they have in years past, which is somewhat surprising. But who knows? Maybe they're able to get that going a little bit more because down the stretch and in the playoffs, you need to run the football or it's not going to happen. But again, plus 1,300, very, very talented team, a defense that can truly rush the quarterback and is very opportunistic. So again, plus the 1,300 with the Cowboys would definitely understand that. Lastly, this is my live dog section, and this is crazy odds. And the only team I have in here right now, which I could add the 49ers at plus 3,400, but the one that I like the best is actually the Indianapolis Colts at plus 3,000. Because now their, their last four games, okay, they're, they have the Patriots this week, which I, I like them at minus two. They have uh, the Cardinals the following week. And then they have the Raiders and then the Jaguars. So really, they just have to win one of those tough games. And then I would assume they would win out against the Jaguars and the Raiders. But this is a very dangerous Colts team because they have they've lost to the L.A. Rams, the Tampa Bay Bucks and the Baltimore Ravens. But all three of those games were one score games and they led at one point in that game. You have to remember this Colts team is a very new team. You know, Carson Wentz is a new quarterback there. They're starting to gel and you've definitely seen this team hit their stride at some points in this season. In addition to that, they're probably the most dangerous team when it comes to running the football with Jonathan Taylor and what happens when you can run that football play action. You can stick that football in Jonathan Taylor's chest, pull it out, and then you have Michael Pittman, T.Y. Hilton, Jack Doyle, Mo Alley-Cox. You know, there are some pretty good weapons on this Indianapolis Colts team. And on the other hand, their defense, they have one of the more stout defenses in football, and they're very well-rounded. Okay, they're not top 10 in either, either part, but I believe they're top 12 in both. And that is pass defense and rush defense. When it comes to the trenches up front, offensive line and defensive line, they're not going to get pushed around by many teams. So again, a lot of this plus 3,000, it's because they're seven and six right now. Carson Wentz is their quarterback. We don't even know how he can do in the playoffs. But this for sure in the AFC, because I think the AFC's road is easier than the NFC, this Colts team is definitely a team no one will want to play. And, I, and I'll say that right now because, you know, uh, a team like the Colts, they match up well against a lot of teams. Like when the Bills face the Patriots at home in Buffalo, bad matchup for Buffalo, actually, because they did not build their team like they should have around Buffalo and around the weather. They're more made for like Miami, Tampa, Vegas, wherever. A team like Indy, though, they can match up with almost anyone. So I do. I like that a lot at plus 3000. And this is just a section I wanted to go over because one of my top betting strategies for futures is taking the teams when they get hot going into the playoffs. And like I said before, some of the teams playoffs start this week because they're in must win situations. And those are the teams that I like to ride with. <clears throat> now, <clears throat> Sorry, guys. Uh, before I get into this, do want to say I do have the flu pretty bad right now. So if I have to take a second, it is kind of tough to breathe, but the show must go on. So I just want to like this is basically like the MJ flu game podcast edition. So we're probably going to go undefeated, 
hopefully this week, just saying, but, uh, but yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. Cause this is pretty rough right now. I'm sweating, but Thursday night football. Okay. This is tonight. And that's also why this podcast is a little delayed. It's been a pretty rough week for your boy, but this week we have the Kansas city chiefs going on the road to go against the LA charges. The chargers are plus three and a half in this one. And that is exactly where I'm going here. The chiefs are four and two over their last six, four and oh straight up over their last four and four and oh against the spread over their last four. And to me, it's just one of those moments where I feel like something has got to give. Okay. In addition to that, we just talked about the COVID news. Chris Jones, top defensive option is out with COVID. And then in addition to that, cornerback Ladarius Sneed and linebacker Willie Gay are expected to miss. Okay. And then even without these players missing, Justin Herbert has a passer rating of 117.9 with 894 yards, eight touchdowns, and one interception in four games against the Chiefs. Or I think it was three games against the Chiefs. I'm sorry. But very good statistics against the Chiefs. He he gets up to play against them. It's a rivalry game. They are separated by one game in the division. If the Chiefs win this, they run away with it. If the Chargers win it, they're back in contention. You guys know how I love to play those scenarios. Do or die, back against the wall. I'm going to back the Chargers here. Yes, I completely understand. I do not love this Chargers defense. You guys have heard me complain about it a lot, but the Chiefs missing those key players and especially missing Chris Jones, that's going to give Justin Herbert more time in the pocket to find these dangerous weapons on the outside. Like Keenan Allen is supposed to suit up Mike Williams. You know, he still has Austin Eckler, a great receiving back and a great running back. Okay. And then like guys like Guyton have been coming out on the outside as a wide out. So Jared Cook, I mean, he's been off and on, but again, this Chargers team does have some great weapons. I, by in no way am I sold on this Chiefs defense. Don't be disrespectful. I do think they're going to start slipping here at some point. And it could be this. I mean, they're missing three players, but again, going into the playoffs, I'm just not buying that Chiefs defense. I just can't do it. Um, I know they've been playing very well as of lately, but I just still believe it has holes. And some of this comes down to being at home. Some of it comes down to opponents. But again, this is all part of the reason that I'm going to be on the Chargers tonight at plus three and a half. I also like the over 51 and a half in tonight's game. And possibly my most favorite play with today is Clyde Edwards Hilaire over 52 and a half rushing yards. This Chargers rush defense is still the worst in football. It's absolutely embarrassing. And with each week, they've been looking to get Clyde Edwards Hilaire more and more involved. Take the over 52 and a half for him tonight. And I will also be on that Chargers plus three and a half. Okay. Moving on, we have the Patriots versus the Colts. This is a minus two spread for the Indianapolis Colts. And again, you guys heard me talk about it. This is exactly where I'm going in this one. I think it's playoff mode for the Colts. It is win now. They are seven and six on the season, and they are making, looking to make a playoff push. Their next two games are the Patriots and Cardinals, okay? They know if they win one of those games, they're most likely in because they have the uh, weak last two games. But again, you never want to rely on those last two games. You, you know, those two, the Raiders, the Jaguars could end up being spoiler. You want to go out and you want to get this done right now. And you also want to see how you test up against playoff level competition, which the New England Patriots definitely are. And for me, the Colts are a way better matchup than kind of what they've been getting. Like the Buffalo Bills playing it, in Buffalo, when it's really cold, it's windy, it's snowy, that favors the Patriots way more than it does the Buffalo Bills. The Indianapolis Colts, 
I think if they were in that game, they may have found a way to get that done because they have, they can rely on Jonathan Taylor. They can rely on that play action game because you're getting Jonathan Taylor going. They have to respect that run game. So it is, it's totally different. The bills just had nothing that you could respect. And I get it. I mean, the Patriots are nine and four now. It's it. I obviously probably sound stupid saying I'm not completely sold on them, but I'm not. I'm not. I just it, it would be tough for me to see this team going to a Super Bowl or anything like that. Like in reality, yes, they are incredibly disciplined. They do simple things very, very well, but they don't have a ton of weapons on either side of the ball. Like, yes, their defense is very, very good. I understand that. And defense wins championships. So if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But it's just very, I mean, I think in the history of the NFL, the only rookie quarterback to win a Super Bowl is Ben Roethlisberger. So it's just tough. I I can't see it. And I think this is a far more important game for the Indianapolis Colts. Okay. And then in addition to that, the Patriots have won seven games in a row while covering the spread in seven straight. Amazing. But do you know how rare that is? Sooner or later, this team has to fail. They have to, and they have to fail to cover the spread. And I do. I think I think it's this game against the Indianapolis Colts. In Indy, the Colts have a top 12 rush defense and a top 12 pass defense. Uh, I think the Colts are going to have the ability to run the football. I think they're going to be getting guys like Michael Pittman going, T.Y. going, maybe Jack Doyle, and Jonathan Taylor, of course. So, again, I'm going to be going with the Indianapolis Colts here. Yes, do think the Patriots are a very good team. I think they're a playoff team. But – I still think they can lose to teams like the Colts. I still think they're very beatable. And I think the streak comes to an end this Sunday. Moving on, we have the New York Jets going against the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins are at home and they also have a minus nine and a half spread. And that's exactly where I'm going in this one. The Jets are now three and 10 on the year and are statistically the worst defense in all of football. In those 13 games, the Jets have lost by an average of 6.6 points per game. And on the road this season, the Jets are one and four against the spread and are losing by an average of 9.3 points per game this season. The Dolphins, on the other hand, are trending in a different direction. On the season, they are 7-5-1 and one on the sp- against the spread and have won and covered in five straight games. Okay. In addition to that, over the last five games of the Dolphins, they are averaging They are averaging on defense, letting up 11 points per game. Now facing the Jets, who have the worst defense in all of football, and a bottom three offense in all of football. Did I say that right? One of the the worst defense in all football, bottom three offense in all football. Okay. And again, these two teams are on different paths. The Jets are three and 10. They probably want to lose more. They want to get higher up in the draft. They want to get the best draft pick possible for that rebuild. The Dolphins are on the outside looking in for a playoff push. And now they have a terrible Jets team. And more than anything, they just want to get the job done at home. In addition to that, Devontae Parker is playing again their best, probably their best offensive option. And once again, going against that Jets defense, who is just absolutely trash. I'm going to be on the Dolphins minus minus nine and a half year, way more to play for. Jets are kind of packing it in. They're looking to the draft. I'll take the Dolphins to win by nine and a half or more. Moving on, we have the Tennessee Titans going against the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers are at home in this one. And I'm actually going with the under 43 here. There's an old saying in sports gambling where, the top over under on the slate, you always go the over and the lowest 
over under, you always take the under. I don't know if this is the lowest on the slate, but I could definitely see it being like that. And a lot of this just has to do with the two teams of where they're at currently. The Tennessee Titans have the second best run defense in all of football. Okay. So if the Tennessee Titans can shut down Najee Harris, you're turning to Big Ben. Okay. And when you're turning to Big Ben to get you that victory, especially against a defense like the Titans, who have been playing very well as of late. I see, I don't see many points coming. Okay. This isn't like the Chargers defense of last week. The Titans aren't firing on, on all cylinders like the LA Chargers either. So again, I do see this being a lower total game. On the Tennessee, on the Tennessee side, the Titans are still without AJ Brown and Derrick Henry. So this kind of forces the Tennessee Titans to look to Julio Jones, who really has not been playing nearly as well as he had in the past. And then you're also looking to Deontay Foreman, who he has been playing very well for around a third string, you know, uh, practice squad running back, whatever he may have been. Uh, he is playing, playing well. They're still running the football. Okay. But again, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers are a solid defense, not nearly like years past. They are getting TJ Watt back, who I think he can make at least one or two key stops on a drive that will force the Titans to punt and keep that clock running. And then both teams, you know, the Titans have struggled to score points and the Steelers have struggled to, to score points. Yes, I realize the Steelers put up a good amount on the Chargers last week. But like I said before, this Titan defense is a lot different than that Chargers defense. So again, it, this game is going to be in Pittsburgh, outdoor stadium, cold, slightly windy, could mean some lower scores in this one. So I'm going to be with the under 43 in the Titans against the Steelers. Moving on, we have the Carolina Panthers going against the Buffalo Bills. This is a minus 11 spread for Buffalo. And that's exactly where I'm going in this one. And I think this might be a little bit of a surprise, not really me taking Buffalo, but that I'm taking so many big spreads. You guys don't really see me doing that very often, but I think we're getting to that point in the year where certain teams are going to pack it in and certain teams are still fighting for that playoff spot. And that's what the Buffalo Bills are doing right now because they're coming off that competitive loss at the hands of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers where they're in overtime, they have the football, and then they just go three and out and blow it. Okay. If that was me, I'd be pissed. So, and the Carolina Panthers are a great team to rebound against Cam Newton in his last 11 games is Oh, and 11, just playing absolutely brutal in starts. When Cam Newton has one interception, he is now three and 15. And one thing this, that this game features is great pass defenses. And the Carolina Panthers have the number one pass defense in all of football. And the Buffalo bills have the number two pass defense in all of football in all of football. But here's the thing. One team is going against Josh Allen. The other team is going against Cam Newton. I would give the team with Josh Allen an enormous edge. Okay. Cam has just been playing so bad since he's gotten back. And honestly, it kind of sucks because I was hoping Cam could come in and play good, but he's just not. And the Carolina Panthers are now five and eight on the season. They don't have a ton to play for. The Buffalo Bills are trying to make that playoff push. They're trying to find a way to get in. So again, I like Buffalo here. This game is in Buffalo, but it's going to be 33 degrees with a slight wind. Way better for passing the football than it was against the Patriots. And again, I just give a huge edge to Josh Allen. 
And I don't think the Carolina Panthers have much to play for at this point in time. I think they would prefer to lose to hopefully get a, a couple better spots in the draft and maybe get that quarterback because Sam Darnold is not the answer either. And they really need to figure something out because this is a talented team. They have a good defense. They have weapons on the outside and DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, generally Christian McCaffrey, but he's hurt right now. You know, this is a talented team and they don't want to waste it. So in my eyes, I think they want to lose and I think they want to get a better draft pick. So I'm going to be going with the Bills minus 11 in this one. And this is my last one on the day. And I, I've been going back and forth on this. And this is one thing that I've started doing a little more is just talking about things and bringing games to your guys' attention that is kind of on my mind. And I'm sure you guys know this because I love the Cincinnati Bengals. But this is the Cincinnati Bengals going against the Denver Broncos. This is a, a plus three spread for the Bengals right now. And this is exactly where I'm going to go in this one. To me, it's somewhat simple just because I believe the Cincinnati Bengals are truly the way better of the two teams. I think they have more options on the outside. I think that, you know, Denver does have a nice run game. I will give them that. So they're kind of equal on that level. And the Broncos do have a better pass defense. So that's where I think the spread comes into play because of how good the Broncos pass defense is. But there are some statistics backing the Cincinnati Bengals where the Bengals are five and two against the spread after a straight up loss and four and one against the spread on the road. If you're getting three points here, it's one of those things too, where the game could stick relatively close. It's in mile high stadium stadium. Who knows? Maybe someone misses an extra point. Maybe it's a weird score game. You know what I mean? Where it stays within three. So I do think that the Cincinnati Bengals getting those plus three points I think that's pretty solid. You know, the Bengals lost at home uh, against the 49ers last week in overtime, again, kind of an embarrassing fashion. So you would, you would assume that the Cincinnati Bengals are in a good rebound spot. This Denver Broncos team is not that good. Teddy Bridgewater cannot stretch the field like most, most quarterbacks. He's a dink and dump quarterback. And if the Bengals can stop that rushing offense, of the Denver Broncos, then I fully expect them to cover the spread and I fully expect them to win this game outright. So currently I am on the Bengals plus three. This is one that I would wait till kickoff to take. I just feel like I want to evaluate it a little more. I want to see the injury news, stuff like that. So again, but currently I do like the Bengals plus three. And that's it for today, guys. That is it for the Detroit Sports Betters podcast. And let's recap. Week 15, picks and plays. Okay, we're going to start with Thursday night football. And tonight, we have the Kansas City Chiefs going on the road against the LA Chargers. I like the LA Chargers plus three and a half in that one. Moving on to the New England Patriots going against the Indianapolis Colts. I have the Indianapolis Colts minus two in that one. Next up is the New York Jets going against the Miami Dolphins. I have the Miami Dolphins at minus nine and a half. From there, we're going to the Tennessee Titans against the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is an over-under bet, and I am on the under 43 in that one. Carolina Panthers going against the Buffalo Bills. We have the Bills minus 11 in that one. And then somewhat of a little bonus one is the Bengals going against the Broncos. Currently, I, I like the Bengals plus three. Again, that's one that I'm going to kind of address a little more when Sunday hits. And one game I just wanted to say something about real quick, because I know a lot of people are on that one, is the Baltimore Ravens against the Green Bay Packers. When that line came out, it was just like, and I'm sure a lot of people probably expected me to have the Packers here. And 
when that line came out, it was just one of those that almost seemed so good to be true that it's fishy. So for now, I'm staying away from it. Maybe I'll address it a little different when Sunday comes around or something like that. But I don't know. It's just one of those things where I see something if it's if it seems too good to be true sometimes or more often than not, it is. And uh, what's his name? Tyron Hunley. He's actually been playing very well for the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens have held four straight opponents under 20 points. I really doubt you do that to green Bay, but again, I'm just a little hesitant on it. Maybe, maybe I'll feel different come Sunday, but we will see. Okay. As always guys, I appreciate you tuning into the Detroit sports betters podcast week 15 flu podcast edition. So, Hey, but the show must go on. I always want to give you guys a little something to think about my picks and plays all that good stuff. So again, as always guys, appreciate you tuning in. Good luck this week. I am Matt Koalas from Detroit sports betters and I am out. Have a good one. Y'all.